Welcome to Shonen Flop Chibi, a first impressions mini episode where we talk about the first chapter of the series we'll be covering in depth next week. I'm Jordan, and with me today, as usual, is my co-host David. Say hi, David. Hi, David. What series are we covering this week? We're talking about Teenage Renaissance David. Man, I love that title. Oh, yeah. I think I understood why you picked it as soon as I saw the title. Yeah, I might have a touch of an ego, but, you know, as, you know, the world's most successful podcaster when it comes to canceled Shonen Jump manga, now that the Shonen Fiasco show is no longer a thing, <laughs> feeling pretty good about myself, you know? Came back from Jersey. I mean, when one comes back from New Jersey, one often feels better about the quality of their life. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Uh, I believe that there are some biblical interpretations saying that hell is actually not referring to a place underground, but instead uh, New Jersey itself, actually. Yeah, Jersey is actually a Latin word meaning fiery hellhole. Little known fact. And that is actually why the Philly fanatic wears a jersey, because that is a callback to where he's originally from. Exactly, and it's interesting that you bring up old Latin phrases, because this episode today is covering a lot of old Roman stuff. Just before we dive into uh, the plot summary, I guess let's just go real quick about the details. It was created by Yushin Kuroki, and it ran from September 15th, 2018 to May 27th, 2019. My little sister's birthday! I know she hated this series, which I think is why they canceled it on her birthday. It's just like a big thank you to her for being such a great fan. It was very strange. It was It's like the only manga series she's ever read. I don't even know why she picked it up, but yeah. Hey. As they said, it was her worst birthday of all time. <laughs> Mine was when I had to pick up dog shit, so. Well, you know. It was 43 chapters and four volumes. I believe five of those chapters were special bonus chapters, but I mean, it's a comedy series, so it's like not that weird that it had a bunch of bonus content. But that is longer than most of the series that we cover on here. That's true. I uh, I remember when I first recommended this to you, you were like, uh, is this a recommendation episode? Because this is pretty long. And I was like, no, it just got canceled. And you're like, um, okay. Yeah, it actually led to me reading uh, a few more chapters than just the first one. So full disclosure, I am kind of breaking the rules a little bit, but so is David. So like, whatever. Thanks for ratting me out, bro. I was about to give you a ton of shit. Yeah, that's why I ratted you out. This motherfucker snitches get stitches. Also, full disclosure, this is the second time that we're recording this episode. There's a little bit of a, an audio corruption that occurred. Yeah. We will try to make this one better than the one that you lost, so hey. It's coming good. Uh, we didn't have an awkward transit of Venus joke that I had to explain to Jordan, but now when I make that joke again in this, Jordan will actually know what I'm talking about, so it's going to be great. <laughs> I get it! So anyway, the plot summary, this is a gag manga, it doesn't have a huge plot summary, but this is what happens in this chapter. There's nothing weird at all about Louvre High School, there's even less weird about David Kun, a 15-year-old first-year student who just happens to be the statue of David as sculpted by Michelangelo. As a horny teenager, the most important thing to him is getting brief panty shots of cute girls as they walk up the stairs, and when interrupted, he screams, Cazzo! Which is Italian for shit. All David really wants to do, however, is talk to Venus, the hottest girl in school. After blowing his chance to go to the beach with her when he lies about being able to surf, David is comforted by his best friend, Mannequin Piss, who is a naked baby sculpture from Belgium that pees everywhere and dispenses valuable life advice while chewing on wheat and wearing Jotaro's hat from Jojo Part 3. Mannequin Piss pees on David's head to cool him down, making David take off his clothes to clean off, but oh no, Venus is coming back into the room. David trips and falls and both he and Venus coincidentally assume the exact positions of Michelangelo's The Creation of Adam. But it's too late. Venus laughs at David's tiny renaissance penis and he crumbles in shame and that is the end of the first chapter. <laughs> the joke I made in the first recording was just how you could have said she transitioned
positioned into the room, like, you know, like the transit of Venus. And Jordan was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, I love how you keep bringing up that I didn't know something because this whole series is about shit that I know about and that you don't know about. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Jordan, I got to get my my W's, the one or two W's. You got to get A-W, you know. Yeah, the David W is my name after all. Just like Arthur's sister. Yeah, so first impressions of this series. This series has some pretty good jokes most of the time. I actually legitimately laughed quite a few times at this series. Just It's one of those things where it just has a really, really funny premise, so everything it does is probably going to be funny. There is too much piss in this series, I will say. Oh, yeah, there was a lot of piss. Yeah, like, way more than I was expecting. I mean, obviously, uh, one of the main characters is Mannequin Piss. That's, like, right there. But, like, not to spoil the future of this series, but Mannequin Piss is not the only one who pisses in this series, and it happens way more than you expected to. I'm really not sure how the editors were like, yeah, man, this is fine. You can show Dong and Piss in the first chapter and expect people to, like, be like, yeah, this is what I really want to read. Hey, granted, like, the penis that they show is, like, the uh, mannequin piss baby statue. And as we both know, in Japanese media, it is totally cool and not weird at all to show uh, little kid dicks. It's just not a weird thing. We definitely saw Goku's Dong a few times in Dragon Ball. All the time. Dude, in the Dragon Ball GT intro, Goku's baby dick is right there. That's what that was? Oh, I thought that that was just his Saiyan tail. You know, his front tail, as my grandpa used to say. Uh, I'll keep that in mind for later. But I am a huge art history nerd. I have a Bachelor of Fine Arts from a university in painting. I am fascinated by old Renaissance art. I went to Rome a couple years ago. I saw a lot of this stuff in person. It was really cool. So whenever they reference an old Italian work of art, I laugh. I mean, you just love everything about all these references. Because you're like, oh, I see that and that. Imagine that gif of like Will Smith where he has like his camera taking photos of stuff when he's like in LA. And you're like, you're like, I read about this art. I read about this art. You know, it is, but it's also genuinely funny. Yeah. I mean, I just felt really smart where I noticed it's not like insanely obscure, but I would say it's definitely a tier below stuff like the thinker and all that shit with the uh, Art Nouveau reference, which was like the second way they tell you true Venus, which I, I just know that because it's like a very common art style for people to draw like fan art for Magic the Gathering cards as like edits of the cards. So that was the only reason I was aware of it. I don't remember too much about it. I just know that Nouveau means new. For the time it was new. Of course, that new period was in the 1800s, so whatever. By the way, I really actually also like the literal metaphor of how he falls apart as a sculpture when he's like really stressed out and he thinks he's like fucked up something, like how he just falls to the ground when he is so embarrassed that Venus saw his penis. His little Renaissance sculpture dick. So, like, Renaissance art, basically, they had uncovered a bunch of ancient Roman sculptures, and they were like, oh my god, let's structure our entire artistic output for the next few hundred years solely on ancient Roman art mixed with Christianity. So, one of the things that the ancient Romans did is they liked having really small dicks on their statues. Go figure. And so that's why David has a really small dick. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I thought you were going to keep that to yourself after summer camp oh no no everyone must know david everyone must know about your shame i'm really appreciating when we talk about things we didn't talk about in the first recording this is like the dragon ball super to the dragon ball gt where this is like a split timeline <laughs> this is the canon chibi episode not the first one we recorded well hopefully this will be better than both of those series because that's a low ass bar that is true Araki really was phoning it in oh yes Araki was really phoning it in on dragon ball super <laughs> 
Toriyama was really phoning it and God, I'm so fucking tired. This is what happens to go in New Jersey does to me. Yeah, this is what New Jersey and re-recording the same episode twice. So what do you think will happen next in this series? I've read the first 14 chapters, but after the first chapter, I made my guesses. So this is legitimate. I already know the accuracy of some of these guesses already. So my first one was David's got a family where his mom is a normal person and that his dad is a statue or that he is just has a single father and his father is just, you know, like Michelangelo. Yeah, of course. My next guess is they never explain why they are statue people. I hope not, because it's funnier if they don't. Yeah. And then my final is I don't think David is ever going to get with Venus. I think he's going to finally confess his love, maybe near the end. And she's going to say, I just like you as a friend. And he's really going to have to learn how to grow from that experience and deal with rejection as is part of being a high schooler. Love is War had a very similar situation, not with the two main characters, because that would have been a very, very blatant spoiler to just toss out there without <laughs> warning. So like, yeah, so the main plot of that manga didn't happen. Uh, no, that unrelated. Where one character has a crush on another girl and she rejects him and then he uses this as a learning experience to really start to figure out what he's looking for in a relationship and it was really great. Uh, it was a great, really great story arc. That hasn't happened in the anime yet so I'll omit names but just, you, you know, it, it just does happen at some point. Spoilers! I know, right? Did you know that uh, Darth Vader is Luke's father? Anyway. What? So for my guess is I wanted to do something different because the thing is that this is a gag manga doesn't really have much of a plot so instead I wanted to guess what art references they are going to make. I think we're going to get all four Ninja Turtles in this series. And by that, I, of course, mean uh, Michelangelo's David. So Michelangelo, obviously, right there, right off the bat. I've read far enough to know that Leonardo uh, da Vinci, his work is definitely in here. I think that we're going to see a reference to Raphael's School of Athens, which is one of the most famous uh, Renaissance paintings of all time. And then Donatello is a little interesting because his work is not, I think, as publicly well known, but he was still incredibly influential, obviously. But he did have an interesting sculpture where he had his own take on David. Mm -hmm. And his version of David looks a little bit more mischievous. He's like wearing a pirate hat. Jesus. So I hope that that David shows up at one point. That would be fun. I think you could have some good jokes with that. But I'm honestly just excited to see more art references. I also, I, I didn't include this in my three, but I'm just going to say I think that uh, the death of Laocoon is probably going to show up. And I'm not even going to explain that to David. David's just going to have to deal with having no clue what the fuck I'm talking about. And speaking of art pieces, my friend Mike, a friend of the show and the person who helped you get some feedback on the theme song, he explicitly has requested to know if the ecstasy of St. Teresa is in the series. So I'm going to leave it to you because you'll probably recognize it. I know the exact sculpture he's talking about. And what's more, I even thought, hey, I wonder if Bernini's uh, The Ecstasy of Teresa is going to be in this series. <laughs> like, that is a specific statue that I was thinking about. Or Granted, that was made like a 100 years after the Statue of David. But hey, Mannequin Piss was made in a different area. And there are other anachronisms that show up in this series that aren't technically Renaissance. So hey, whatever. I have a photo of myself with Mannequin Piss. And Jordan was still like, hey, David, do you know where in the world Mannequin Piss is? And I'm like, yes, it's in Belgium. I have a photo of me in Belgium next to Mannequin Piss. By the way, I, I, I'm more than happy to post on social media if people would like. It's a, it's a great photo. That has to be the cover art for this chibi episode. Perhaps. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> That's too good. I mean, we're talking about a manga series about mannequin piss. You have a photo of yourself with mannequin piss. We got to do something. Oh, fuck. Fine, fine, fine. Yeah. Speaking of uh, the chibi episode, would you keep reading, David? Speaking of the chibi episode. <laughs> I thought you were going to say speaking of piss. 
Speaking of piss, would you keep reading? Oh man, this is definitely my favorite piss-based manga. I really enjoy it. I think it's a fun premise. I'm a little worried it's going to outstay its welcome, but we'll see. That was kind of how I felt about Mitama Security Busters 2. I think it's really, really hard to keep these kind of series interesting for 30 plus chapters. High School Family just started getting like a legit plot, and then it just has Gomez, which really makes up for it. But like Mori King really was starting to struggle near the end, and those are really all the comedy manga in Jump we've read that really kind of are in the same vein of comedy. Yeah. I agree with that. I mean, that's kind of my thing, too. I-, I saw this. I was like, oh, shit, it's art, history and manga, two of like the most interesting things to me. Fuck yeah. I would definitely keep reading this. Not all the jokes work. I think the piss jokes are too much. I think it is definitely hornier than I would like it to be. They actually have a beach episode and man, mm. Mona Lisa's got some big old titties, according to this manga. Oh, I'm excited to see that. But some of the jokes really work. Like sometimes when they just strike a pose of of an old Renaissance piece or whatever, it isn't just good to me because it's a reference. It's also a legitimately funny joke. Mm -hmm. I do question how long it's going to be funny. Yeah. It's different variations on the same joke, but it is ultimately kind of the same joke. Yeah. It's all just like, oh, look, here's a classical reference. Here's David looking goofy. Oh, he's a statue person. People don't look like that that's wacky so yeah i my gut is gonna say i really think the series should have lasted maybe 20 chapters yeah what separates this from a high school family or even mitama security is that the gimmick in those series involves the characters and involves like weird things that they want to do Mm -hmm. whereas the joke in this series the gimmick is a specifically making reference to things. Like, if I didn't care about Renaissance art, I don't know how I would feel about this. But, um, moving on to our next segment, uh, at the end of our normal episodes, we have a six-word summary, but because in the chibi episodes we only cover one chapter, we have a singular power word. David, what is your power word for this series? It took everything for me not to say the word piss. So I will say, David, you know, the best name in the universe. <laughs> The original king of the Jews, baby. I just got to keep an eye out for any Goliaths. Goliath has to keep an eye out for you. That's true, actually. Uh, no, I, I'm pretty, I, I have pretty terrible aim. Sorry <laughs> to disappoint. Apparently I'm good at skee-ball, though, according to my mom, and I did okay. Well, you just got to pretend it's skee-ball and then, like, focus on that. My sling breaks, so I roll the ball up the hill and it just falls on his, like, face and breaks his nose and he falls and, like, hits his head on a rock. Has there ever been a skee-ball moment in JoJo? Because that seems 100% like so- something that Araki would do. <laughs> He's got to fight a stand by beating him in skee-ball. That is like 100% something. My stand. Balls deep. <laughs> Big balls by ACDC. Oh my god. Anyway, my power word would be classic. This is a good, uh, this is a series of just the classics, man. And it isn't just the classical art. It's also piss jokes. Classic. A gag manga in high school. Classic. Classic. David, oh, he, he's upset he can't see panty shots. Classic. Classic. I like it. Thank you. And, uh, moving on. It is the Q&A time, baby. First one is from Tafalgar Wolfwood. says, would you rather read another 30 chapters of Phantom Seer or 70 chapters of Zipman? Zipman. Oh, yeah. It's not even a fucking question. We both at this point read Zipman like five times each. I, for a fact, have read Zipman at least five and a half times because I read the first eight chapters and then I dropped it. Even though it's a flop, I do enjoy Zipman. Even if it isn't the best series, 
I never read Zip Man and I'm like, ugh, Zip Man. Ugh. Whereas I am that entirely when I am reading Phantom Seer. Yes, Phantom Seer was just painful to read. Zip Man was unpolished and had a lot of issues, but also if it was 70 chapters longer, they might have been able to fix the absolutely insanely terrible pacing issues. Yeah, but the thing about Zip Man is the art is still really fucking cool. So there's still something cool to uh, keep you going, even if like the actual pacing of the story is frustrating. I completely agree. Now, would you rather read 500 chapters of Zip Man or one chapter of Phantom Seer? Oh, man. Um, God, you're really mm. shitting on Phantom Seer. Yeah, I mean, I guess I'd read one chapter of Phantom Seer just, just due to the uh, <laughs> amount of time it would take to get through 500 chapters of Zip Man if I actually committed myself. That sounds good to me. But I wouldn't be happy about it. The next question comes from an email and said, any tips for getting into podcasting? Yeah, pick a specific topic. There are so many podcasts. I would say about 50 to 60 percent of all podcasts are just like hey everybody what's up it's just me and my buddy we're just having conversations with interesting people about life and the things that motivate us and get us going and also maybe we have beer don't do that. I mean, I will say, if you're just looking to have a good time, then do whatever. But if you're looking to build any kind of following, pick something specific. It doesn't even have to be that niche, but my God, just pick something with a much narrower focus. Something where if someone asks you about your podcast, you can give them a brief elevator pitch that just explains what it's about. There's a lot of podcasts I've listened to where they really struggle or they're just kind of doubling down on a very popular topic. Like, if you want to do a movie review podcast or true crime podcast, you're welcome to, but you have an insanely large amount of competition like that's why shonen flop i think we've been doing pretty well all things considered is we are doing a topic no one really has done which is in-depth canceled shonen jump reviews which i know it's ironic that literally like another series with that same topic started I know, I was like just gonna say that. <laughs> but that was really weird and, and but no one else has really covered this topic before and that's made it unique like that's why a lot of guests are like oh i've never actually gotten to cover a topic like this that would be really fun to talk about yeah i would also say is really 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 do not skimp on your audio quality like i would really say it is 100 worth making the purchase of gang a 30 to $50 mic and just taking it seriously because you're always going to be shackled by the quality of your first ever episode because no matter what you do, someone is going to listen to that as their first episode and it will diminish what people think the quality of your podcast sounds like even if you've gotten all of your audio quality issues together now. Also, I will say to podcast listeners, uh, if you're starting a new podcast, unless there's some kind of narrative in it, I would actually not recommend starting with the first episode because that's usually the worst episode. Yes. Because people really don't know what they're doing and uh, like a lot of them get kind of embarrassed about their early episodes for understandable reasons. I would definitely not recommend if someone was just starting with Shonen Flop to check out the original Zipman episode. Yeah, it was, it was really until like Beast Children where we really started getting our vibe. Yeah. Guardian of the Witch. But yeah, I mean, those are good episodes. But and then also on that note, have a structure. Yes, 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 yes. Have a structure. My As God. you've seen, our episodes have a very clear, we talk about this, then we talk about that. And it not only helps you keep, manage, and manage your guests, but it also means you can give your guests your structure, which is respectful of their time, because it is very frustrating as someone who's been a guest on a podcast where I say, hey, what do I need to do to repair? What should I expect? And they say, eh, just read the series and we'll wing it, rather than me knowing that there's a certain way I can compartmentalize my thoughts to really engage in the discussion. And it's also just like, look, it's very difficult to just have consistently compelling conversations with somebody when you guys are not experienced in podcasting. It is very difficult. Some people can do it. Some people have a very good sense of, okay, this is 
getting boring to listen to. Let's move on to the next topic. Let's move on to the next segment. But it is rare. I would not say that I have it at all. So a structure just takes care of all that shit. You don't have to think about it as much. Just, my God, you will really appreciate having it. Yeah, just to recap, the structure of a main show and flop episode isn't very complicated. It's literally intro, manga details about the series, why it failed, what it did well, where it could have gone, miscellaneous thoughts, final verdict, and shout outs and sign off. And then we talk about Chainsaw Man at some point in there. Oh yeah, and Chainsaw Man. And and Gomez. Mm, yeah, sometimes I Shield 21. Remember, remember we went like a bunch of episodes where we talked about I Shield 21? Oh, that's what we should do. We should, uh, while we're waiting for Chainsaw for Patreon, we can make a I Shield 21 reread podcast. I'd be down for that, actually. Yeah. Oh, man. Imagine <laughs> if we have Hassan on because he'll be like, what the fuck is this American football shit? It's great because they call it Amefuto in that series. Really? Which is the Japanese way of saying American football. It's just like you shorten mm. American football to Amefuto. I know in Australia they call it gridiron. And then in Canada they just call it Canadian football, but that doesn't count because they're Canadian anyway. Uh, next question, though. Speaking of Hassan, actually, he asked, what manga would you least likely to be isekai'd into? Berserk. Yep. That world sucks. If you live in the Berserk world, you are probably going to be killed in a very upsetting, brutal, and painful way. I think Berserk is up there. My pick was Green World, which is from a more obscure manga I read for book club like four years ago. And it is set in a world where plants have like kind of taken over the planet with megafauna. And there's giant insects, giant crabs. There's this evil horror baby that lives in the subway and tries to kill people that live underground to escape the plants. So there's really nothing good going on to the point where they had to do like a Terminator thing of sending people back in time to stop the apocalypse from happening. And it's just absolutely terrible. Shout out <laughs> to Bimo for telling me about this series. But my God, would not a single person on the planet want to live in that universe? Is it a good series at least? Not really, no. <laughs> it was really dumb. It was like Terraform Mars level dumb. Oh, nice. I think that we are both in agreement, however, that the world we would both love to be isekai into is the Pokemon world. Oh, yeah, without doubt. Because here's the thing. Everything is safe, bright, beautiful, and you still have the internet and video games. You lose nothing by living in the Pokemon world. And everyone has amazing health care. Yes. Yeah, that world rules. I wish we could turn this world into the Pokemon world. I've wanted to live there since I was six years old. Yeah. <laughs> and then the final question comes from Coltreg, a.k.a. Luke, a.k.a. the book club master. Shout out to Luke. Absolutely fantastic guest. He was on our Moraking episode, and he's been running a book club. You guys, if you're listening and you're not on the Discord or not on the book club, ton of fun. He makes presentations. We go into some really interesting series. The next one is we're reading about Modoc, that dude in the chair. It's just always a lot of fun. We meet at 8 p.m. Eastern on the first Wednesday of each month. But yeah, and we alternate between superhero and not superhero. So it's just a lot of variety. And so he asked, if you could get an episode cover for the show made by any current manga artist about any manga out right now, what would you pick? I think I'm going to take a different answer than the one I did on the... Uh, the Lost episode, yes. The Lost episode. It was our greatest episode. No one will ever hear it. It's a shame. Just just pretend it was really, really, really fucking good. I would love to see Araki do a cover for uh, Jujutsu Kaisen, even though I don't think that show's going to get canceled anytime soon, ever. <laughs> It is going for a long-term hiatus, though, which sucks. You know what? Fuck it. I would love to see Araki do a, a, uh, a cover for Teenage Renaissance David. <laughs> but that series isn't running right now. All right, fine. I would really like to get Okubo, the creator of Fire Force and Salider, to do cover art for Magu-chan. Because he can handle drawing like these really like cute girls, but also he's really great at drawing these like Eldritch abominations. So I would love to see how he twists like this madness aspect of Eldritch gods hanging out with teenage girls. Oh yeah, I totally agree. Uh, I think that his style works 
perfect for Magachan, which is a series about adorable eldritch abominations. And his his style, if you read it, or if you if you watch Soul Leader, which I do recommend, I do not recommend watching Beachy, but that's fine. If you do watch that, a lot of his series is about horrifying things mixed with cute things. So it's yeah, I completely agree. That is a totally good combination there. Uh, I think another one would be the artist from Mashal Drawing High School Family. <laughs> he would like be like kind of like what an HD drawing, but still making them look kind of comedic. <laughs> a Rocky drawing SpongeBob. Oh yeah, the the SpongeBob anime is terrific. But I think that is unfortunately all the time we have for today because we have recorded this twice. So we've been recording for the last hour and a half. Yeah, so thanks for listening, everybody. You can check us out on Twitter at Shonen Flopcast. You can find us on YouTube. We're raising that channel up like you can find that we're also shown and flop on there also like we're getting merch out baby we got yeah. a couple shirts we got some mugs you can get it's a lot of fun yeah uh we'll have a link to that in our description oh and join the discord again it's a lot of fun we have movie nights we have book club it's just a heck of a time you can ask us questions there that's usually where we get most of our questions asked but yeah we'd love if you join the community it's probably one of my favorite things about starting this podcast is just having so many people to regularly talk to Oh, it's great. The Discord community is fantastic. It's a lot of fun. Absolutely, please join it. We'd, we'd love to have you. We'd love to have new people. And yeah, so nothing else to say. David? Keep on flopping, floppers. Bye. Bye.